The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. And welcome to the show. How are you? You know this month, this month is a month that we're talking about bullying. And as you know, children with disabilities are one of the most bullied groups as are gay students, but there are other students, everyone. Every student, whether or not they have a disability, is going through some type of bullying. And folks, it has to stop. You have to realize how serious it really is. And our guest today, as far as I am concerned, is a civil rights leader in America. He is a champion of hope for other young people because you know what he's doing? Hey, he may be the person that because of his influence saves your son or daughter's life. He's been on television. He's been on the radio many times. Um, and to me, he is a superstar. Kevin Epling, welcome to the show. It is an honor to have you with us. Well, thank you, Joyce, and thank you for all the work that you've been doing uh, for everyone over the last couple of years. So thank you very much for having me on and so we can reach a much broader audience. That's right. And listen, before we start the show, remember, this show is archived on voiceamerica.com and on benderconsult.com. We are also live with Facebook and Twitter, so send us a question at any time during the show. We already have some questions. Feel free to call in. It is a live show. But I want to start first with Kevin. Uh, Kevin, for those listeners who do not know you, this month, as I mentioned to you, is dedicating to, dedicated to bullying. But there's a very terrible, 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 tragic phenomena called bullyside. Right. I know this story. I even hate to ask you to tell the story. But just so our listeners would understand, would you mind sharing with them why you chose to become an advocate for others? Uh, yes, Joyce. And the thing is, is, is I do tell this story because uh, I know over the past couple of years, it has now been seven years, but um, it makes a difference in people's lives. I think we have saved lives, and that's why I, I go through I, I go through this all the time with different people. Uh, my son Matthew uh, was 14 and is finishing his last year of eighth grade in 2002 when he was assaulted by upperclassmen as a welcome to high school hazing. Uh, he was basically lured from our home around the corner about 150 yards away and assaulted by upperclassmen, you know, and, and this is what was normal at the time. Uh, he had eggs smashed on him. He had syrup poured on him and was told, you know, this is just how it is in high school. 
because, you know, he was going to be the incoming freshman, the, the little fish in the pond. So, um, you know, I was home directly after the assault. I talked with Matt. My wife and I talked with Matt. He wanted to move forward with uh, charges against the individuals. And unfortunately, the night before we were supposed to go and talk with police about filing charges, Matt took his life. And, of course, that sent our lives in a totally different direction um, than where we thought we were going. And it took us about six months, really, to kind of get into the mode of we have to talk about this. We have to be honest with what happened uh, to kind of move forward with things and to make things change. Because from that point forward, my wife, Tammy, and I, we felt that all the people that had ignored what had been going on landed on our doorstep. And we really felt that we did not want any student to go through what Matt went through, nor did we want any parent to have to go through the pain that we have suffered. And that kind of set us down the road of, of t- reaching out and talking about the issue of bullying in our schools and, and bully side in general. You know, that is absolutely terrible and my heart goes out to you and your family i mean what a champion you are how much courage you have so you all know this if you purchase the book bully side and and brenda high who's been on my show before will be on next week but he is one of the young people that is talked about in this book and you know what gave you the courage to do that kevin i mean a lot of people i have to tell you when they're spouse, son, daughter, whoever it is, commits suicide, it's something people don't like to talk about. What gave you the courage? I, I think what really gave me the courage is, is just Matt himself. Um, Matt was uh, a very enigmatic uh, person himself. He, he had a lot of friends. He was, he was a person who went out of his way to help other people, and a lot of people knew him. So it was kind of one of those things when his classmates went to the high school, there was a void. There, there was something missing. Um, and I also felt personally that because it was a suicide and just a check in a box, um, there's so much more behind a statistic, and that has to be shown. We have to um, we have to carry our people with you know with us that that pass on. I I've done a lot of um, grief work with different places. We went to a wonderful place here in in Lansing, Michigan that helped us kind of work through that, plus our daughter at the time who was, who was nine when Matt passed away. And I kind of walked away with the thought that, you know, after a tragic loss, you really have two choices. You can either let your grief take you or take your grief with you. I chose at that time really to take my grief with me and, and really be, continue to be a voice for Matt and still make a difference in people's lives that I know that he would have he done it on his own. Yeah. You know what? What about um, your your daughter? How did she react to this? I mean, I'm um, assuming that somehow you found out he had done this, and then you would have had to tell her. Well, actually, uh, my daughter and I were actually home at the time, so she she actually kind of experienced part of, the, part of that with me. And um, so as we went through the kind of the healing process, the one thing my wife and I decided to do was be very, very open and honest um, about what happened to Matt, what happened in our lives. And I think society wants to, with a suicide, uh, push people away. You're not supposed to talk about it. 
Um, and I think that that's the wrong aspect. We really need to talk about it so we can learn more about what happened and what went on. And I think being open and honest about our own situation really helped her kind of grow with it and understand where we were all as a family and as individuals. It was also a big shift. A family of four became a family of three. And even through the loss process, every one of us, you know, we, we funnel it differently. We, we have mm-hmm. different feelings. Um, yeah. So your, your loss is connected to your relationship with that person. So, But she's done extremely well. She just graduated high school, and she's, she's heading off to college. And I think it has, un- understandably, it has made her a much more empathetic person than some of her peers, having gone through uh, such a traumatic loss. Well, it also, obviously, um, also, you decided to do something about this. And, and that, to me, is just what makes you and your family the most unbelievable you know, people. Now, I do have a question from one of our listeners, and it is this. Did you have any idea that he was this depressed? No, at the time, we, we really did not. Um, we went through and we talked with him extensively about what had happened, You know what his wishes were about filing charges and moving forward. Um, Matt was a pretty much an outgoing person, and it's one of those things you can always see after a death. A lot of people say, well, you'll see signs. We've not really been able to see a lot of those, and part of this leads us to, to believe that this was really an impulse act, mm-hmm. and, um, and that's where you know, we're kind of left. So we really didn't have any signs of depression. Um, his, his counselors didn't see it, or the doctors did not see it. Yeah, see, that is why I talk about that five-minute decision that sometimes the person just gets so overwhelmed that unfortunately this happens. But people don't realize the impact of bullying. For example, I bet you've heard this, Kevin. Have you heard people say about other children, well, it's just a rite of passage and, and they just need to understand that? Oh, definitely. And I, th- I think that's that's one of those those terms we need to kind of erase when we talk about bullying, we talk about peer abuse. Uh, we need to remove that, that it's a rite of passage. Why? When I, when I start a seminar, I always ask everybody in the room if they remember the school bully, and all the hands go up. Um, and I remember, ask them to remember something very, very specific, and they all do. But yet, what are we doing for our kids? We're letting them live that same environment. Why are we not changing the environment our kids are in? And, you know, they all kind of, like, look at each other. <laughs> but because Yeah, it's and, and I mean, I really am tired of hearing that rite of passage because I think people are trying to envision this as maybe, you know, there's this one school bully, sort of like a tough guy and teases you. It's way beyond that, way, way, way beyond that. So, you know, for parents right now or any young person listening, you know, what would you tell them to do if this was going on with them? What would you say? Well, if, if it is going on with them, there, there's actually two sides. If there's something going on that's kind of a physical, either a physical altercation or it could be just something verbal that's happening, they really do need to reach out and, and talk to someone um, that they can trust. Um, it may be a friend. It may be a teacher. You know, talk with your parents. Or if you're a parent, if you sense something's going on, 
ask them kind of what is happening in their life. Um, because we're not going to get everything out of our kids. You know, they're always going to hold something back. But if we try to get some semblance of what's going on in their day, we might be then able to ask the teacher, hey, do you know if anything is going on to gather more uh, information? The other thing, too, that compounds bullying today is, of course, the technology. A lot of kids are getting hammered uh, by text messages and emails and Facebook, all these things that you know, none of us never grew up with. And one of the things students really need to understand is if you are getting those things, you need to keep those and not delete them. Because, you know, that kind of shows, that's that's evidence that somebody has been doing something to you. But I really urge students to say something. And I'm really a strong advocate of students standing up for one another. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, points that we have to get out in our schools is that, you know, it is okay And it should be expected that you are going to step in and step up for your classmate. All right, and and listen, we're going to talk more about that because I want to keep with that thought. But right now we're going to break for a minute if you just joined us. We have as our guest today Kevin Epling, national spokesperson, talking about bully side and reaching out to help others. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. There's a course offered on 7th Wave Network that you never saw offered in college. One that provides information on how to transform ancient wisdom teachings into everyday life. You'll learn how to create from your spirit and explore the world with all of your senses. Participation is encouraged. Enroll in Spirituality 101, the course you can't afford to miss with your host, Reverend Norma. Class is in session every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time in your favorite classroom, 7th Wave Network. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart, but I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Kevin Epling today. I'm not going to lie to you, this is a difficult topic because we're talking about bully side, which Kevin is the father of a young man who committed suicide as a result of bullying. And before we went to break, Kevin and I were talking about something, and that is really how terrible it is. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize this is like an evil menace. I mean, it's not just, don't be thinking if you're listening to the show, it's just some guys teasing you a little bit. We're talking nonstop harassment. And, Kevin, like, why do you think that is? Well, I think it's it's really grown over the years. It, it is one of those things that in our schools we have just taken as as the norm. You know, the, the teasing, the bullying, there are always going to be those class levels in schools. We're going to have the jocks. We're going to have the nerds. We're going to have the geeks. We're going to have, you know, the, the science kids, the AV kids. And year after year, that is just propagated by, you know, the administration, the establishment. We need to break that cycle. There is always going to be that. But our kids need to really understand when they get into bullying, bullying really is a power dynamic. It is all about power and control of one person or a group of people over another person or another group of people for the sole intention of causing pain and consequence on them. We really need to make sure the kids understand that. If you're going to do something to hurt somebody, that's what bullying is. I think bullying is so widespread. There are so many different facets to it that I don't think schools have overlooked it in the past. I think they've tolerated it because they just don't know where to start. You know, bullying is such a broad topic. They don't know where to start. Well, here we have another question for you from one of our listeners. As I said, remember, we're live on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, and the question is, Kevin, it's wonderful what you're doing. Thank you so much. My question is, what's going on that, parent, that teachers at school see this and aren't doing anything? I think we do have a lot of that, that uh, teachers are seeing uh, what's going on in the hallways. A lot of times we have students who are telling teachers. Uh, sadly, sometimes there's not a support system even for the teachers set up within a school. Uh, the, the teachers don't have support from administration to kind of move anything forward. So we really kind of need to break down the, the, the old guard of how things were done. And any anti-bullying program for me has to be from the top down. We have to get the superintendent to the bus driver totally involved. This is what we are going to do, and here are the five steps we're going to move through in the next six months. So... I think teachers are getting caught in the middle and sometimes of not stepping in um, because they don't know what to do. And I think we need education. We need awareness. We need education for the teachers, the students, and the parents. Uh, Anti-bullying, from my perspective, needs to be a community-wide uh, endeavor. Um, we've, we've tried it laying out on the, uh, the, the doorstep of the school. That has not worked. Everyone needs a role to play and to get involved, roll up their sleeves. The one thing we saw after Columbine was zero tolerance. I kind of see zero tolerance as the Band-Aid to try to fix all of the little things that are wrong 
but we're really not addressing the actual actions. It's time we kind of roll up our sleeves and start some major surgery in our schools and start reconstruction of violence is no longer a norm in any way, shape, and form in our schools. Right, and it is not. And uh, getting back to what you were saying, Kevin, you were talking about, you know, a lot of times young people don't want to say anything, but I stress to them how important that is. Could you go back to that and comment on that again, why that is important? You know, if I have a young person with a disability, whether they have autism, cerebral palsy, uh, you know, epilepsy, using a wheelchair, blind, deaf, whatever it is, if they are being nonstop bullied, why should they, what should they, why should they say something? Well, I, they need to say something, and I would put it one step further, Joyce, is that anybody in that room who sees this happening needs to say something. That's, you know, that's our bystander effect. If, if students are activated into becoming, you know, helping each other, becoming that agent of change is what I call it, and stepping up for other students, um, that erodes the bully's power base. Because if you're a bully and I'm teasing um, Susan, who happens to be in a wheelchair, and all of a sudden I have three other classmates who stand up and say, hey, we don't do that to Susan. That's not the right thing to do. We don't do that in our class. That can erode that bully's power base because now there's four. And how much better do you think Susan is going to feel about being in that classroom? So we have to change that kind of cultural attitude so that, you know, if our students feel good about being in school, they're going to learn more. So it's a long-term process but I think activating our students is the number one priority um, to make change in our schools. And I've talked at many, many schools, and some of them have started after-school anti-bullying clubs. They have started a hero in the hallway program. One school, they had 16 kids who signed up. I checked back a few months later. They had 60 kids who were on wow. board. These are kids who want to make a change because we as adults, we may ignore what's happening in our schools, but our kids are living this. We really need to, to key in and listen to them, what they're telling us. They want change. They don't they, want this to happen day after day. Yeah, and what, what are some of the signs that your child may be being bullied? I think some of the, some of the, the signs is, is they may become a little bit more distant. You know, some of the physical signs, they may be missing things. Um, they may have ripped or torn clothing, you know, from being in altercations. Like I said, things may be missing from their room because maybe they're having to pay off somebody. They may be missing money. You could see a drop in um, test scores or grades. Uh, they may, you know, just kind of pull back a little bit and not become as involved with their friends as they used to be. But a lot of the things that are warning signs of, of bullying and that are warning signs even of depression are also natural signs of adolescence. So it's it's really difficult to try to figure out exactly what's going on and that's where we have to have the, the discussions with our kids. Right. It is not that this is easy to ascertain. That's why the nonstop communication, nonstop and also asking questions like, Oh, what'd you do today at school? Oh, who are your friends? Oh, who do you hang out with? is so important. You know, and that other thing Kevin said about the bystander, listen to me, young people. If you see someone being bullied, 
and you don't do anything, you're being a bully. You're part of it. You've got to you've got to say something. You've got to stand up. I know everyone tells me, "Oh, retaliation. What if something happens to me?" Well, something worse will happen to you if you don't do something about this. Yeah, and I, I talk with kids too about that because the the other thing we hear in schools is snitching. You know that you're a snitch or you're a tattletale. But you know, if you can save someone pain and embarrassment. Um, I would much rather be on that side of the coin than the one that allowed something to happen. And I think that's one of the things that we're seeing a lot with cell phones. As many kids will stand by and watch a fight or they'll know something is going to happen and they don't tell a teacher, they don't tell anybody. The simple act of saying, um, hey, Bob, don't go down the hallway this way. They're waiting for you. Go Go this way or go to a teacher. What a difference that can make in somebody's life. Um, and their well-being. That's what I stress to students. This is not snitching. And for the most part, if someone steps in, you can stop in a, uh, a bullying situation within 10 seconds of just simple, simply walking up to someone who's being bullied. You can stop that. And, and possibly, I'm not kidding you, save a life. Remember Matt. Remember Matt. You yeah, didn't definitely. even know. Remember, remember, you never know. You could be saving a life. I'm not kidding. You've got to do something. Yeah. Hey. And, and Joyce, I, that's, that's where, you know, I focused, I focused all my energy not on the incident that hurt Matt the most, you know, which was the actual assault. Um, because the assault was the byproduct of kids being allowed to do this over a course of time. That they were given, um, they were given the freedom because the school was not, you know, reprimanding kids of, of hurting the young underclassmen. So that's what I've really focused on is, is not the individual act of say the hazing that that they did with Matt, but the underlying current of why did they feel they had the right to do this? Yeah. So what happened afterwards with those uh, students? Uh, the the students, we actually, after after Matt passed away, we did uh, proceed with filing charges, and both of them got a year probation for assault and battery. Um, and, you know, they've kind of since, you know, gone on, uh, on their own way. And I, I, hope they're, I hope they're doing well. But uh, we've kind of seen some of the collateral damage because we saw a lot of Matt's friends spin in different directions you know some some left school some you know got into drinking we we saw a lot of that because when when you have a death in a school the the ripple effect is really far-reaching well matt you're an angel with us now that's for sure and i'm sure that you're listening to us and you're smiling you're going to help us listen young people with disabilities i mean it Remember, we're getting our muchness back. I'll talk about that as soon as I come back from break. If you just joined us, and if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I wish I could have had someone else hear this show, remember, just go back to voiceamerica.com or benderconsult.com. These shows have been archived over the past six years. I want to mention right now a special salute to Miss Yoshiko Dart, 
who is out there constantly helping us fight the fight for young people, a national champion she is. This is Joyce Bender at voiceamerica.com talking to Kevin Epling and standing up for Matt. We'll be right back. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Women in business today face many challenges in advancing their careers and reaching their goals. There are corporate executives, entrepreneurs, and business owners that have made their mark in business. Now you can learn their secrets and tips. Listen to Women Mean Business as your host, Bonnie Marcus, explores how to thrive in the business environment, navigate the workplace, and climb the corporate ladder. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and effectively promote yourself today. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Voice America Women's Radio Network. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Welcome back to the show. We have Kevin Epling. Uh, who is fighting the fight against bully side in honor of his son, Matt. Uh, but you know what? Listeners throughout in Washington, D.C., across the country, um, and I have the greatest listeners, period, I wanted to mention something to you. This man is not only saving lives. He has really worked a lot to help people with disabilities. Can you talk about that for a minute? Kevin? Well, while we were just talking, it was, it's kind of interesting over, over my time. My real job is a video producer at, at Michigan State University, and one of my first videos that I worked on uh, when I came to the university was about the implementation of, of ADA requirements, and I just finished another video for our Resource Center for Persons with Disabilities, which is on uh, the Michigan State YouTube site. So um, I, I have worked you know, with people with, with disabilities over the years, and I also have uh, friends and family with, with children with disabilities, and I know what their kids have gone through in school. Um, and until, you know, this happened to us, you know, I got drafted in, into this anti-bullying because I really wasn't being made aware of the problem that's out there. And now that I'm, now that I'm in it, uh, I'm in it for the long haul to make a difference in our kids' lives. We're in it for the long haul. We're not going to let him go. 
That, I'm going to tell you that right now. What he's doing is phenomenal. And what more could you do than save a life? I mean, really. He, 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 what could you do? Yeah. Enjoy and that. you know what? That's... You are a good man, Kevin. You know that? Well, I you thank really you. Are. And I have a lot of other parents that are out there, um, sadly, that have lost children across the United States, around the world. Um, but hopefully by being one voice actually gives them their voice to step up, you know, for our kids and and to, to make change in all areas of the world. And I think yeah. that that's the best thing is giving them their voice and their right to talk about, you know, our kids. You know, before we talk about, and I, I do want to talk about um, the Bully Police and Bully USA, but before we do that, I, I did want to get back for a minute to that cyberbullying. You know, what I always say about this is that when I'm 56 years old, so when I was, you know, young, uh, and, and, you know, if someone would bully you at school, oh, thank God, when you go home, you know, school's over. And, you know, on the weekend, if you're being bullied, you have the whole weekend. But things have changed because with Twitter, Facebook, uh, texting, MySpace, no matter what it is, this bullying never stops. It is like nonstop. I mean, there are even with these young people with disabilities, there are people that have made pages about them yeah. on Facebook making fun of them. It's relentless. That's one of the reasons I say it's so much worse. When people say, why is this so much worse? I say, why? Because it's 24 by 7. I mean, do you want to comment on that, Kevin? No, I think you're exactly right, Joyce, is because, you know, when all of us were in school, we could go home, we didn't have to deal with it. Nowadays, you know, our kids are the technology natives. Everything to them is second nature on on um, technology. They're the ones who program our phones, you know, they help us on the computer, all of those things. But there are so many new things that are happening with technology every single day that they, they just gravitate towards it. And the problem is is not that they're, you know, they are misusing it. We're not telling them how they're misusing it. And I think that's the piece where we need to really get out in front because our laws are so far behind already of getting out in front of them and saying, you know, this is illegal behavior. When you are putting this online, you know, this is all of us. You know, is, is it libel? Is it slander? You know, what are you doing to somebody else on the other end? The biggest effect with cyberbullying is if peer-to-peer bullying, if I'm going to do it to you in person, I may reach a point where I'm going to stop bullying you because I see that I'm getting to you. Cyberbullying, I'm never going to see the effects. I will never see how much it hurts you, and I can just keep sending and sending and sending. The other thing with cyberbullying is the instantaneousness of sending an image, sending a text message. You know, they can take a picture in five five minutes. It can be on the web and out to 25,000 people. And it is very, very devastating. You know, many more kids are being affected by this every year. We've had many over the last couple of years. Because when they put themselves out there, either through their own actions or the, usually the actions of somebody else, it is because they feel their self-worth is, is pulled down because of how other people perceive them because of what somebody else did online, be it on you know a website, be it passing images. It is a whole new area, I think, even for law enforcement and for schools to deal with. 
and for us parents, you know, we really need to know what's going on and what's on our phone and what's on our computers. It's, it's a very, very different world, and that's one of the biggest things I stress with parents. When you talk about bullying, you have to bring this in. This is the number one factor in, in bullying in our schools today, and if we're already behind on bullying, we're way behind on cyberbullying, and that is hurting more and more of our kids. Yes, yes, it is. And by the way, folks, I just want to tell you, I am live in Washington, D.C., from CSC. I just want to thank them. Uh, I thank Mary Davis and John Walsh and Leanne Thomas and Ross Owen and Jim Schaefer for their leadership and Mike Lappin and just, wow, so many people. I, here's a company that has 90,000 employees, and yet they are dedicated to not only employing Americans with disabilities, but guess what? To helping youth with disabilities. So thank you so much for uh, allowing me to use your beautiful facilities today. Uh, but that is because you are a beautiful company, and I do appreciate it. Okay, we have a caller on the line. I think we have a caller on the line. Go ahead, please. Hello, Joyce. Hello? Hey, Gerald. Hey, Joyce. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Doing great. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Gerald. How are you? Good. Um, I just wanted to start out by saying thank you for everything you're doing for youth with disabilities uh, in this country and for us. Uh, I'm a person, young person with a disability myself, um, actually the head of the what we call the Bender Lead On team here, and we're a group that's trying to fight anti-bullying, to start anti-bullying campaigns ourselves right now. And uh, our main source of doing it is actually through Facebook and everything, the same source that people are using to bully. So we're trying to do something to keep people doing the, from doing this to other students with disabilities and just people in general to stop this bullying. And I wanted to know if you had any tips from us, for us that could help us prevent bully side, uh, something that we can do with our group. I think that the best thing that uh, what we're trying to do is raise awareness and communication and open those doors of communication for people that um, a lot of students, that they know that they're not alone of what they're going through. Um, I think the, it's just the, the factor that a lot of kids think they're alone. They're the only ones who's going through this torment, um, but they're not. And we need to let them know that, and we need to let them have avenues to to reach out to people, and if that is providing them with the 1-800 number for, you know, suicide hotline or the um, there's a 1-800 number for kids to talk to um, on other issues, those are all things that are valuable. And it's creating a support network, and I think that's one of the positive things. Everybody talks about, you know, cyberbullying and misuse of the net. I've seen a really positive use of Facebook and other sites that people are speaking out about this topic and creating a network of, of support. And I think that's really what they need. They need to hear from other people who are going through it. I'm going through this right now. I've, I've made it. You can make it. And here's what I did. And they need those, those personal anecdotes of how people actually get started. One of the things when I go out and I talk to groups and they always say, well, give us your 10-point plan of how to do this. And it's like, well, my 10-point plan may not actually work in your school because your school is a different environment. But we have to take bits and pieces from different areas and work with what is best for us. So giving people options is is the best thing to do about anti-bullying and and just being able to see it, hear it, and stop it. That's the best thing we can do. 
Uh, Kevin, I just want to tell you here about Gerald. Gerald's father, Jim, who is a person who is blind, was the very first person that I ever helped find employment before I even formed Vendor Consulting. And his uh, daughter, Sherry, is a the head of our recruitment at our company. Gerald is an intern there, although he goes to Duquesne University. His sister, Sherry, also a high school student, is an intern there. And Gerald is the most wonderful person and really wanted to help me you know, help. I mean, we would hear story after story. I'd come back to the office and tell these stories. So what we did is we created this Bender Lead On team. All you have to do is go to Facebook. And why it's called Lead On is earlier, you remember, I acknowledged Miss Yoshiko Dart. Her husband is Justin Dart, who passed away several years ago, but is known, as you probably know, Kevin, as the general behind the Americans with Disabilities Act, and he had a saying, lead on, lead on no matter what. So I asked her permission to use that, so it's called the Bender Lead On page and team. And what we did is we had found out about all these young people being harassed terribly so we did an experiment. I put a call to action out there, and wow, all these young people connected to our Bender Lead On team went to that person's Facebook, supporting them, telling them, hey, I'm here for you, I'm your friend, you know, I'm going to be here. Um, and so I would tell you, Gerald, that you need to get connected with Kevin's uh, website and his page. And, Kevin, I would tell you that any parent of any child, you were telling me about all these people you know going through bullying, you need to refer them to uh, either BenderConsult.com because you can get to Bender Lead On Team through our Facebook, I mean through our website, or go to Facebook. And I, I, That's an absolutely great, you know, tool of what it is, the Bender Lead On as a team. And that's very similar to what students can do in their own school if they wanted a hero in the hallway program or whatever, to be the leaders. And I think that's where we need to really focus on our, our students is to make some of those become the leaders in change in our school. And that may have to start, you know, keying in on our athletic teams is those that are looked up to in the schools need to be the ones who set the tone for our schools. And we need to kind of work on that issue. But I think the lead-on team is a wonderful, wonderful project. And I can tell you that recently we we lost a young man, 11 years old, uh, Ty Smiley in Oklahoma. And some upward-bound students came together and said, we're not going to let this happen again. And they started a movement out there called Stand for the Silent, which we just had actually an international uh, Stand for the Silent last month. That started on started I remember online, that. and it went it went like fire. And um, I, I applaud, you know, uh, Kirk Smalley, you know, Ty's dad, that he was involved in this. But that was the brainchild of students. I have an enormous amount of faith in our students that they can help us change this problem. Oh, I do too. And see what I do. And Gerald also is involved with this. I I do this as a volunteer. These things I'm talking about now, I have a Bender Leadership Academy where I train high school students with disabilities about the world of work, but also how to be leaders and how to fight this. So, Gerald, my other idea is at the Bender Lead On 
uh, page to put Kevin on there, you know, put something on there about Kevin and what he's doing to fight bully sides. So, uh, and, and, you know, Gerald, I think the world of you, thank you for everything you're doing. Well, thank you, Joyce. Well, thank, thank you, Gerald. Thank you, Kevin. Hey, Gerald, lead yeah. on. Lead on, Gerald. Lead on. Lead All on. Right. See, I just need more Gerald's. And there are, there are more Geralds. We just have to find them. And there, but right there now, are, hey, we're going to go to break. I know I, every time I have these shows with people like Kevin, it's like I've been on the air for five minutes. But we're, we have to go to break for a minute. By the way, once again, thank you, my producer at Voice America, Michael. You know, Michael, I love you. You were just so awesome. Thank you for everything you do. We're going to break, and we'll be right back with... Mr. Champion Superstar, Kevin Epling. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, at voiceamerica.com. And we say no more bullying. We'll be right back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, I'm Greg Grumberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Marsh Engel Show. Join the movement to empower yourself with the essentials of feminine power and success and learn how women around the world are becoming more inspired, more influential, and absolutely amazing. Each week, Marsh sits down for an engaging conversation with women who are boldly committed to living their most amazing life. You'll discover ways to step into your greatest vision, deepen your relationships, and unleash your real creative brilliance. Get ready. It's time to jump into the conversation. That's Monday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern for the Marsh Engel Show on the Voice America Business Network. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you have a question or comment, call in toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now, please welcome back the host of Disability Matters. Here's Joy Spender. Hey, welcome back. We're talking to Kevin Epling. Um, who had one of those people 
that had an absolutely what can be worse happening to you than losing a child, especially losing a child as a result of bullying. And, you know, many people, what would happen? They would be bitter. They would have hatred. They would just curl up. Here this man is, he and his family working to give back, which to me signifies greatness. And, Kevin, that is one of the questions that I did want to ask you um, before we get too far along here. You're involved with that bully police program, correct? Correct. Yeah, can you quickly tell everyone what that is? Yeah, Bully Police um, USA is a grassroots grassroots organization that was it was formed by Brenda High after her um, son Jared High ended his life in um, 1998 after a long bout of bullying as as a gathering place on the web of of information and direction for parents you know who are going through this. Brenda has done a wonderful job of of pulling things together and has just. You know, she was one of the first people that uh, I reached out to and was able to kind of bring me along in, in what she had been doing. And it's just a really good resource, and she has gone through, and she's been grading all of the states that have laws on the books. You know, right now we have 44 states that have anti-bullying laws. We have six that don't. Sadly, Michigan is still one of those. We're still working on it. But she's done a lot of work uh, to promote um, the awareness of bullying, the awareness of bully side. She compiled the book, and it's it's a really good website. It's www.bullypolice.org for people to go to, um, and there's a lot of links there. There's a lot of information uh, for parents. One of the things is if you're in, uh, if your child's in a situation, a bullying situation, and you're in that state, check and make sure that your state uh, has or does not have a law. Because that's the first thing I would advocate for any parent anywhere is that if your child is in a bullying situation, ask the school for their policy, check your state for your model policy, and check your state to see if you have a law, and then kind of look at those and kind of coordinate and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Excellent advice. That is phenomenal advice. And I would encourage all of you to do listen. Don't take it. Remember I said about get back your muchness? I've written an article about this, but here's what it is. Remember Alice in, the new Alice in Wonderland? Here she is, 19 years old, and she goes to Wonderland, and Johnny Depp, the Mad Hatter, says, Alice, oh, my goodness, Alice, you have to help us. The Queen of Hearts is destroying Wonderland. And Alice said, what? I can't. I can't. I don't have the ability. I can't do anything. What would I be able to do? And he looked at her and said, Alice, you've lost your muchness. And you know what that is? That's the ability to dream, the ability to believe. And let me tell you something else. We're not taking it. We're not taking it. We're getting our muchness back, and we're going to stand up. Kevin, you have accomplished so much in your life. It is unbelievable. Um, What you've done is phenomenal. But I wanted to ask you, what would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Well, I, th- I think my greatest accomplishment is is my family, um, is my is my daughter, you know, my son Matt, and and my wife Tammy. You know, actually next next week we're celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations and, to you! And so you know we've um, we've we've gone through the trial and tribulation, and and I think losing Matt has been a tremendous toll on us, but it also has brought us a lot closer. 
Um, Matt was a uh, powerful person who continues to be, you know, my inspiration, and, and he's making me still a better person. Um, so I think a lot of what I do is I, I'm still trying. Now I have to live up to his expectations in, in what I do. Yeah, I, and you are, may I say that, without any doubt. Okay, so if you're listening to the show right now and you're saying, wow, how the heck do we get this man to come and speak at our school or speak at a national conference? Um, how would they reach you? They can reach me. Uh, we have our website is uh, mattepling, uh, one word, dot com, and my email is kepling, E-P-L-I-N-G, at gmail.com, and they can kind of get a hold of me. I, I, I answer every email that I get. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm a week late, but uh, I get a lot of emails from, from parents here in Michigan and around the United States who are who are looking for for help and and guidance and this is a national issue um and and international as well you know I've been on BBC radio and they've been battling bullying uh, at least 5 to 10 years longer than we have and they have some really good tools but it is still happening everywhere around the world and we just really need to get our hands on this that we need to dig in and say that bullying is not acceptable, violence is not acceptable in any way, shape, or form in any of our schools, and we've lost far too many students, wonderful students, um, who would have made a, a difference in society. And I think all of us as parents, we are still going to make sure that our kids contribute to society by changing another person's life. Yes, I agree. Well, what message, if you had to leave a message with all of our listeners today, what would that be? Uh, become involved. Be, be involved. Ask a lot of questions. This is, this is the point in time with anti-bullying, we are kind of at a tipping point. Parents need to, to ask, you know, what is their policy at their school? What is happening in their school? What is the, um, if, do they have a, a punishment rubric and what is that? How is that applied? You know, what is their definition if they have zero tolerance? Look at your state law. Look at the, the model policy as to what is going on. The other thing I would say to parents at this point in time is to go in and align yourself with educators, align yourself with your community mental health, align yourself with police as a community to the school and say, how are we, we as a community, going to solve this problem? Going into a school and saying, I want you to solve this and I want it tomorrow doesn't work. You know, I've been that parent who's been at the table slamming their fist and raising their voice, and I've also tried to be the diplomat. Um, you can get more bees with sugar than you, uh, than you are with salt. <laughs> you know, so you have to kind of work with them. But I think knowing that you're going to work as a collective is going to get things done sooner and faster and I think with schools being on board and giving students, giving teachers an active role to play creates ownership in any, any anti-bullying program. And, Kevin, I promise you that I will, when I talk to Secretary Duncan, the Secretary of Education, I will be talking about bullying. I tell you that right now, and I also promise that we are behind you 100%. I want to thank you because as a woman living with epilepsy, I know there are many, many young 
people, young children living with epilepsy who are bullied every day. And I just want to thank you for standing up for all of us because I believe you are saving lives. And I just want to thank you. As the national chair, thank you. Well, I, I thank you, and, and I thank all the other parents who have, who have suffered a loss and that are being vocal on this and doing things in their own communities. Um, and we can, we can start this. It takes one voice. One voice That's choice. Right. It does. It, all it takes is in one school, and um, we, can, we can start making change. Well, we end the show with a quote in today because of what Kevin said. It has to be from Greg Grumberg, new star on NBC of Love Bites, Love Bites, but also a national champion for the Epilepsy Foundation. Now, you know what he says, and I'm wearing the pin right now that says, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. If you're being bullied, talk about it. If you want to help other people, talk about it. Don't be silent. Thank you so much for being with us, Kevin. It was truly an honor to have you with us today. Thank you, Joyce, and I look forward to working with you in the future. Me too. Okay, folks, you've been listening to Joyce Bender, America's Voice at Disability Matters on voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week with the great Brenda High. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.